0: It's 5 Minutes With Me. Hey friends, this is Marco and welcome to 5 Minutes With Me. I'll be honest with you so you can plan your schedules according. I think we'll probably go 6 or 7 minutes today because, yeah, I got a lot to say about innovation. So here's a tension I live with. I am passionate about innovation in youth ministry, but if I'm really honest, I will acknowledge I am not a true entrepreneur. I want to stir up change. I love hearing about bold and risky youth workers who are experimenting. I often scramble up on my little soapbox and rant about this or that perspective or approach that needs to be dismantled. Heck, I even lead an organization called the Youth Cartel, not a safe name to be sure, with a tagline instigating a revolution in youth ministry. But I also have all these internal and external voices, fear, complacency, expediency, that pull me back to the way things have always been done. I'll speak to a group of youth workers on the weekend about the need for change. I'll be ranty on a podcast podcast. On Monday, uh, I'll encourage a youth worker in my youth ministry coaching program to take a huge risk on Tuesday, and then I'll fall back to what's easiest with my 14-year-old guy's small group on Wednesday night. At times, I think I'm just a wannabe innovator. Let me suggest four forces that corrode innovation. Because I'm also a dedicated observer, and I've noticed a handful of these corrosive substances that rode my willingness to risk and experiment, and I also see this in many of the youth workers that I coach. First force that corrodes innovation is the love of new. I have a short attention span, and I'm constantly drawn to the next new thing, whether it's a youth ministry idea or a smartphone Whatever good or broken thing in me drives this has to be stabled from time to time. New for the sake of new causes all kinds of problems. When I live and think this way, I hurt people. I get more interested in the new thing than in people. I I both reflect and add to our cultural obsession with acquiring new things and discarding potentially good old things. I set myself up to miss out on the beauty of stillness and unchanging. I I get ruthlessly dismissive about what was good. I have, in the name of new, tossed many an archetypal baby out with the bathwater that was hurl-worthy. Second force is my own insecurities. I can be a bull in a china shop, to be sure, and sometimes only because I like being perceived as the kind of guy who's willing to be that bull in my desire to be innovative my insecurities work against me in two ways first my insecurities and desire for appro- approval fuel me to innovate merely so i will be perceived as an innovator seriously how lame is that surely any innovation born out of that motivation will be short-lived at best or hollow and hurtful at the worst on the other side of the equation my insecurities work against me to curb innovation the Thinking that lurks in my subconscious says, in this case, it would be easier and safer to retreat to the majority way or the old way where tried and true measures of success are more predictable. The first, the, the third uh, force that corrodes innovation, I would suggest, is the desire for security. The professionalization of youth ministry brought some undeniable changes, many of them good, but in many ways, it's the worst thing that ever happened to youth ministry. When we are, when I am being paid to do youth ministry, our innovation muscles are unavoidably restrained. I find this tension regularly in my work with the youth cartel. I deeply desire for us to instigate a revolution in youth ministry, but I also need to figure out how to pay my mortgage and buy more t-shirts. There's job security in not being a boat rocker. The fourth force that corrodes innovation is the fear of being marginalized. I know I have an almost insatiable desire to live larger than life. That squiggly thing under the rock is my fear of being forgotten or marginalized, lacking influence. It's a counterproductive fear, and it stunts my creativity. You might not share this exact fear, but what I've so strongly found in the coaching work I do is that every organization and every leader carries fears that are more than able to stifle creativity and innovation. Or truncate risk and derail deep transformation. Being honest about your fears when it comes to risk and change is a critical component of maintaining orbit around the hairball of your church or host organization. So, how about some positive stuff? I'd like to suggest two essential thrusters for risk. Spaceships and large ocean vessels vessels share a technology that helps them make minor directional adjustments adjustments without firing up their engines. It's called thrusters. On a boat, bow thrusters move the front of the ship left or right without without the rest of the boat moving. On a spacecraft, they provide short bursts of propulsion to move in any direction. In, In order for us to stay in the sweet spot between a shooting off on our own disconnected trajectory, or getting mired in the dis- disabling effect of the aforementioned corroders, we need two thrusters. First thruster, courage. Anyone with healthy or unhealthy resistance to change, most of us have some combination, we need a dose of courage from time to time to push us, push us in the direction of innovation. Here's what I've learned. I cannot make myself have courage any more than I can make myself have the fruit of the spirit. Spiritual courage comes from the Holy Spirit. In fact, the etymology of the word tells us this. The root of courage, cour, C-O-U-R, means heart. And courage literally means to have a full heart. Excitement and praise and rewards and and potential can partially fill my heart, but they're not sustainable. My heart can only truly be topped off in the face of significant risk by the fuel of the Holy Spirit. The second thruster is humility. I'm done being an arrogant risk taker. I want no part in innovation born out of my own hubris. Instead, I long to experience a life of humility. Humility can keep me from believing my innovations are surefire. Humility can keep me from steamrolling people. Humility can prevent me from dismissing others made in the image of God who do not agree with my inventions. I long to experience a life of Jesus-y courage tempered by Jesus-y humility, and I long for a tribe of youth workers who will fire up their thrusters of courage and humility, overcome their fears and insecurity, and move into risk and experimentation together, not disdaining history, but embracing a hopeful perspective that longs to tap into God's dreams for our ministries. Cartel Podcast Network.